Well, good day, friends. Welcome to Wednesday, April the 20th, and today's episode of Enough for Today. I'm glad you've joined me. We are diving into Psalm 41. So find Psalm 41 in your Bible, and let's get to it. And I do want to invite you to groups tonight at Emmanuel. We launch a new quarter of groups. We'll be live streaming the group that's in the main auditorium, Gentle and Lowly. We're going through that book together. And, um, and then there'll be a variety of other groups across the campus. So get online, pick a group, join us tonight at 7 o'clock. We're going to grow together uh, this season. And I'm glad that you're with me right now. Hey, this is a psalm of David. This is the final psalm in the first book. Uh, psalms is 150 chapters, and there are, a, there are five sections. And so Psalm 41 is the last psalm of the first section, the end of book one. Um, This is a psalm of David, and I got good news for you. It seems from this psalm that David has come through his trouble, and you will too. If you trust in the Lord, you can rest in him, and you can know he's going to bring you through your trouble. So uh, that's one of the good things about this psalm. We're going to hear about that trouble a little bit, but there's a sense of it, and that is that David um, has come through it. And that's a good thing, obviously. So let's read these first few verses. We talked about the three parts to the psalm yesterday. Um, Beginning in verse 1 through 4 is part 1. And then 5 to 9 is part 2. And then verse 10, the words, But thou, O Lord, begins the final part of the psalm. So let's see what David has to say. Blessed is he that considereth the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. Um, Blessed, this is a kind of sacred happiness. This is kind of, this is an internal flourishing. This is a soul blessedness. This is a kind of joy that only God can put in you. It's a kind of identity that is flourishing in him. You know who you are. You know why you are. You know where you are on the purpose of God, that you are uh, placed by his providence and you can bloom where you're planted. It is a kind of blessing that material things cannot bring. It's a kind of blessing that uh, earthly achievement cannot provide. Relationships cannot provide this, human relationships. Nothing else. There is no other way to obtain this kind of blessing except from the Lord. And specifically, this is what Jesus died to give you, a relationship, reconciliation, a relationship with God that um, restores you to your Creator, so that you can know who you are, so that you can know where you're going, so that you can know what your purpose is while you're here and flourish in it. And uh, so this blessedness is wonderful. Well, David said, blessed is he that considereth the poor. Okay, let's break these two words down. The idea of considering here is to be mindful of. It's to um, really be aware of. This is not a perfunctory doling out of, you know, a bit of generosity or a bit of kindness. Um, This is a quality of heart that empathizes, sympathizes, and that um, immerses itself in an understanding, okay? And that's probably a a good way to describe it, an understanding of, considering to the point of understanding. The word poor is not speaking only of uh, financial poverty. That would be just a small part of it. It's really just a general weakened state. So someone that is weak, someone that is outcast or downcast, someone that has been ostracized, 
someone that has been abandoned. So especially the weak, um, the weakened, or the person that's suffering. Okay, so David is talking about a kind of mindfulness towards those weaker than me. Okay, blessed is he that considereth the poor, the Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. Doesn't this remind you of Jesus' promise? Uh, Your heavenly Father knows you have need of all these things, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The sense of this, my friend, is that God has sent his people into their specific assignments on this planet, those who have been redeemed by Jesus. We have been given a specific assignment, and in that assignment, we are to be mindful not of just our own survival, not of just our own material security, our own welfare, just surviving. That's what's on most people's minds all day, every day. How do I survive? Okay. God says, no, I'm going to take care of your survival. Uh, I'm going to meet your needs. I'm going to give you enough to live off of and have margin to be generous. And I want you to go and and engage my kingdom. Now, in a, in a New Testament lens, we understand that's church. That's the mission of the church, which is to care uh, for people and to multiply disciples and to advance the gospel. Um, it is spiritual. It is relational. It is, in, in many respects, social in that we are cultivating a community of care and ministry of care, not only within the body, but without as well. So God says, you go, live generously, and I'm going to I'm gonna have your back, okay? I'm going to watch you. I'm going to, I got you covered. You go be a distributor of my mercy and grace, and I will, um, I will take care of you. That's the same sense of this promise. And David now, the reason I say he's through it is because this first verse kind of sets up what he's going to testify of the rest of the psalm. It's almost like he's saying, uh, I'm glad that I didn't change my ethic and my operating values when I went through trouble. David was a good king. He was a generous king. He was a patient king. He was a merciful king. He was a, a king that looked out for his nation. And apparently now God has looked out for him. God has brought him through. So the value here, friend, and I want you to meditate on this today, is that when we go through trouble, what are we tempted to do? We're tempted to not think of anybody else but ourselves. We're tempted to just collapse at the doorway of our trial and melt down in self-pity and mope. Poor me, it stinks to be me. But David didn't do that. David had a responsibility to fulfill. Even though he's going through trouble, even though people were against him, slandering him, everybody wanted people wanted him dead, there were other people that needed him. There were the weak, and he in authority, he in power, had the, the uh, responsibility and the ability to affect, through leadership, change that benefited those people. But when he went through hardship, he would have been tempted to turn inward, to withdraw, to stop leading well, to stop serving well, to not be mindful considering the weak, the poor, and uh, just to lick his wounds or just to protect himself. 
But what did he do? He leaned into his responsibility and said, God, you watch my back. You've given me a call. You've given me a job to do. So God, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get about it. And his experience now is, that's a blessed experience. Blessed is the man that takes his responsibility to serve and love and care for the weak around him, the poor around him, the those around him that God has said, these are your people to care for. This is where I've placed you, okay? There are people within your reach that God wants you to be mindful of, you to bless, you to serve, okay? But if you get your eyes on your trials, your hardships, your burdens, you won't think of them, you won't serve them. So God's given you an out. God's given you a way to get out from under your burdens, put them on him, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. There's the same promise, okay? And go love, go live generously, go live lavishly. Let God handle your cares and rest in the fact that the Lord will deliver you in your time of trouble. What a great promise. Now, I've eaten up all of our time, but we've only gotten to verse 1, and this psalm continues to unfold. But David has announced to us, what's he basically saying? What's the practical takeaway? Don't get mired down in moping and self-pity. To the ability that you have, look outward and bless others. And God has your back. Happy Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow.